This is Ask an Educator. Welcome to Ask an Educator. I'm Hashim Pipkin, and in this episode, I chat with Mark Walls, a secondary science teacher in Clarksville, Tennessee. Take a listen and discover how his micro-credential experience helped him hone his data and assessment skills to help all his students, regardless of learning style, grow, and engage meaningfully in his classroom. Here we go. All right, so let's start at the top with a pretty big question, admittedly. What would you say continues to motivate you to teach um, your students? What, what, what motivates you to get up every day and lead really dynamic instruction for, for your kids? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing is it comes down to I have a passion for it. You know, um, I heard somebody speak a couple years ago, and he said one time that uh, his alarm clock doesn't wake him up. It's his passion that gets him out of bed. And that was a really inspiring statement for me. And it caused me to reflect a lot on what my motivations were, how my actions and how my body language reflect what my passions really are. Um, so that's a big part of it. Just I love teaching. I love learning. And so I like uh, passing that love for learning on. The second part is kind of a personal reason, I would say. Um, you know, being a father myself and having a son who has autism, you know, I, I feel like I have a, a good understanding of how difficult learning can be and how, you know, signs of struggle are not always signs of a lack of motivation, you know? And so I think that one of the things that really gets me excited about teaching is working with students who um, struggle, who are, who may or may not be motivated for many different reasons, but who need me. And I feel that I feel very passionately about that. I feel that I serve an important role in my school as a teacher who can connect with all types of students and as someone who can understand how difficult learning can be, can empathize with that and can, you know, find a way to create some success so that way those students can experience that. That's awesome. So I know you're a secondary science teacher and, you know, you mentioned uh, motivations students have for learning and how students can be differently motivated or uh, have unmotivation differently to to learn, and specific to secondary science, which can become super complex and really, in some ways, intimidating to a lot of students. How do you um, bring that motivation into your teaching, where students can find some type of engagement with the content? Yeah, I think in science, it's kind of revolved around, I'd say, probably three things. One is the relationship that you build with the kids and the time that you build into your daily lessons uh, to talk to students. That's a big part. The second thing is making it relevant, finding a way to connect what it is we're doing with something that they could be interested in in down the line or something that they're interested in now. And I think that's a challenge that a lot of students have just being young is that, you know, we have to take these micro skills and micro lessons that we teach and kind of uh, relate it to the macro vision that they have on their big picture and their future. So that's a bit, that's a big thing as well. And then the third thing is just making it hands-on, you know, finding a way to engage every single learner. Um, science is great about that. I used to be a, a social studies teacher. That was where I started uh, my bachelor's in history. 
And, and there were benefits to that I, I, because I got to tell stories and I love doing that. That's something I was excited about. Didn't quite have the opportunity to do the types of hands-on learning that I get to in science. So it's a, it's a unique experience. And I think because I understand that and I've had that experience of teaching in different subject areas that don't nat uh, naturally uh, offer those opportunities, I feel like I need to maximize them in my classroom to make sure that students um, have the chance to do lots of different things in lots of different ways. Um, and to that point, why don't, could you paint a picture of a typical day in your classroom? Kind of what are your daily goals for your students? What are some of the structures and systems you have in place that a visitor would see when he or she walks through your class? It's, inter it's an interesting question because, you know, I, I don't always think about it that way. What I try to do is I try to make sure that when somebody walks in my classroom, that 100% of students are not just engaged, I mean, engagement is our goal, but that they're, uh, that they feel part of the classroom, that they feel like they've had a voice in the decision-making and the policies that I've uh, established in the way that we grade things, the way that we provide feedback, the way that we uh, learn from each other and with each other. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest motivation I have is making sure that student voice is embedded in every single thing that I do. Um, I've also learned the value of consistency and, and, and routines in a way that, you know, to go back to what I said, letting students have a choice in what they do and how they show what they are, they're learning, but also realizing that as a professional in the room, they benefit most when I provide structure and guidance. And I truly feel that my lessons are most effective when I'm not really teaching, when, I, is when I'm facilitating the lesson, you know. And I think you can really see a difference in that. You can, you walk into a classroom right away. You can tell uh, what type of uh, learning environment you have. If it's flipped, if it's direct instruction, you know, those things stand out right away. I want the input of my students to stand out in the same way. I hope that makes sense. It does. And I think that's really the ultimate goal, right? Where students feel like they are a partner in this classroom and not just a participant, um, but they're actually able to engage and feel empowered to find their own space to, you know, negotiate and navigate through the content. So that absolutely makes sense. Yep. Um, all right. So considering that, how has professional development fit into your day to day, right? As you try to create a classroom environment that signals those things you just named? How have you been able to incorporate the right kind of PD to help you do that? The opportunity to pursue micro-credentials has been big for me because it allows me to personalize my learning path. Um, I get to target competencies and skills that may not be current areas of strength for me, and they may not be something that at a school or district level, the opportunity ever really exists to uh, focus on those, but they provide me with the choice to say, hey, I'd really like to become a lot better at, um, like we're going to talk about sound decision making, or I want to do uh, a better job of providing quality wait time and, and making sure that I'm aligning my standards to my assessments, things like that. Um, that allows me to continue to grow in the areas that I know I have room to grow in. I, I work with great administrators who are constantly providing us with feedback, and I value that. But sometimes I look for 
ways that I can get more immediate turnaround in, in the learning that I, that I take part in. Um, they see when I'm you know, working on a micro-credential, if I'm videotaping a lesson, they're a part of that. If it requires student reflection, you know, they're a part of that. Um, you know, I'm going to wrap up my doctorate degree in June, and they've been a part of that as well. They see the books that I bring. They see the things that I work on uh, in my free time. Uh, so I think that having the opportunity to create my own learning path has been uh, an incredible enhancement on top of the opportunities that I'm already receiving just at working in the district that I do. That's been a huge game changer as far as uh, me pushing myself every day to continue to be innovative, to try new things, and to make sure that I'm reaching every learner. And then I'm not just assessing them and measuring their learning, but I'm also advancing and growing them effectively. It's really important that, as you mentioned, well, two things you mentioned, right, that is super helpful when students feel that the learning journey that you as their instructor or teacher are is asking them to take, that they're able to witness your own, right? That you are able to collaborate and learning together and taking intellectual risks together and kind of deepening your skills together, right? That it's not a teacher um, top-down kind of approach. So that's, I hear that constantly. Educators really seeing a different type of student um, relationship being built because micro-credentials help them learn with their students as opposed to um, a less kind of collaborative way. And then secondly, a lot of PD, as you mentioned, doesn't give you the ability to see that immediate turnaround, right? The fact that you're able to take feedback and then somehow not, with traditional PD, have the resources to implement some changes immediately is a way I really see micro-credentials being able to serve a, a void. So talk to me a bit about the micro-credentials, specific micro-credentials you chose. Why, why did those skills and competencies resonate with you? Yeah, um, so, so far I've earned five of them, and I'm waiting on a couple of the other ones to be reviewed. Um, I kind of looked at it through two lenses. The first is I, I'm very interested in data and making sure that the data I collect in the classroom that I communicate it with parents effectively so that way I can engage them in their child's learning, um, but also that the data that I'm using and that I'm trying to draw conclusions from is actually saying what I'm thinking it's saying. Uh, it also became apparent to me throughout this process of earning this degree that I'm earning that uh, statistics is really hard, you know, but I, I developed a love in it. And so I wanted to pursue a, a deeper level of understanding. So um, there's a, a I think it's called data literacy stack on micro with micro credentials. And those are things that I could work on on my own time that the resources were provided for me. And I got to show that I was uh, developing this skill along the way. That's been a tremendous help for me because it has changed the way that I look at the assessments I give. It has changed how I um, break down data. Um, it also has affected how I look at my student scores and making sure that um, within my classroom, uh, like teaching an, uh, an inclusion biology classroom, for example, making sure having that skill to be able to make sure that my male students are scoring as effectively as my female students, my students with disabilities are scoring, you know, comparably with students without disabilities. Um, those are things that if, if as an educator, 
I'm not sure where you really get to learn that skill. And it's, it's been huge for me. And I've been able to kind of help others develop along the way. Yeah. And as you know, right, micro credentials really gives you an ability to cater the very tailored, unique, personalized PD experience you need where you can bridge a very personal goal with, you know, a professional goal that has uh, implications across disciplines, right? Data literacy and ability to be um, really smart and thoughtful with assessment is not just relegated to science courses or social studies courses, right? Colleagues will be able to lean on that skill regardless of their content area. So it's really good to hear your experience and how micro-credentials was able to help you uh, reach multiple different goals, right, uh, for your for your professional growth. That's awesome. Wrapping up, how do you see micro-credentials continuing to support your professional growth, say, throughout your teaching career? Sure. So I feel like where I teach in Tennessee, I've been fortunate enough to kind of get in on the ground floor with micro-credentials, and that's been very personally beneficial for me and for my students as well. Now, uh, our state is in a second year of a pilot program, and I've been able to uh, fill a role called a virtual community facilitator, where I'm now working with uh, teams of teachers from across the state of Tennessee and helping them pursue um, micro-credentials as well. As I continue to kind of build capacity in others, build confidence in others, and to see that my sphere of influence is increasing because the skills that those teachers develop, the impact it's going to have on their students, um, to go back to your very first question, that's, that's the kind of thing that I get excited about. It's, it's being able to work with other teachers, uh, influence students, and help create a culture in our state where uh, best is the standard. You know, that's something yeah. that's really important to me. Tennessee is doing some really great and fantastic work that I think a lot of states will look towards as kind of their North Star. Um, so I'm really excited to see how Michelle and districts across the state um, continue to do fantastic work there. Um, Absolutely. So that's it. So thanks so much for taking time uh, to chat. Sure. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Ask an Educator. See you next time.